Hallelujah. We live. Live and in living color. Amen. We give God the glory. Amen. We thank God for his grace and his mercy. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to New Covenant Worship Center. We are grateful and excited that you all have decided to tune in this Sunday morning. The second Sunday in the month of December, God has graced us to see this 12th month of the year of 2020, and God is good to us, amen. So I'm excited about what God is going to do in the house today. Those of you all at home, begin to share this, begin to share this with your family members. It's family and friends day. Start that watch party. Let's begin to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we are here in the building. I'm ready to pray. I'm ready for some praise and worship, ready for the word. So come on in your home. Let's begin the Lord. Give the Lord a hand praise right in the building. If you got two good legs, stand to your feet and begin to give God a hand praise and just begin to invite his presence. Begin to invite his power, his glory, his anointing this morning. Heavenly Father, we come before you to tell you thank you on today, God. We come to thank you for your grace and your mercy on today, God. We come to glorify you, God. We come to magnify you this morning, God. Lord, we welcome you in this place on today, God. We welcome you into our homes, into our lives on today, Father God. That, Lord, you will come in and have your way like never before, God. Bring forth your power today, God. Bring forth your glory, your anointing on today, Father God. That your Holy Spirit shall move and reign like never before, God. Lord, we need a touch from you on today, God. We need a touch of your power, God. A touch of your grace and your wisdom on today, Father God. That you may begin to come in and strengthen us on today, God. We need healing in our bodies on today, God. We need healing of our mind on today, Father God. That, Lord, your Holy Spirit will move freely right now in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, have your way on today, Father God. Lord, bring forth encouragement, God, to those who are in a place of being in distress, God. Those who are feeling depressed and overwhelmed with life on today, God. Lord, begin to minister to their needs on today, Father God. Remove the stress. Remove the burdens on today, Father God. But you said to cast your cares upon you, Father. But you care for us on today, Father God. I ask that we will give it over to you on today, God. That we're laying every weight, every sin, everything that's so easy to set us, God. That we will lay it at your altar, God. We will lay it at your feet on today, Father God. That you will take control of every situation, God. Lord, we yield to you on today, God. We surrender our all to you on today, Father God. That your Holy Spirit, God, shall move freely in our service on today, God. Anoint us on today, Father God. Pour out your spirit heavy in this place on today, God. For we are open, God, and we are ready to receive from you on today, God. Release your prophetic anointing, God. Release healing in this place. Release deliverance in this place, God. Whatever we're standing in need of, God, right in your home, right in your living room, begin to touch right now in the name of Jesus, God. Let Lord yokes are being destroyed. Burdens are being lifted right now in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, we're going higher in you today, Father God. We're removing the limitations. We're removing the boundaries on today, God. And we shall be free to worship this morning, God. We're going to be free to praise you on today, Father God. We're going to lift up our voice, God, and proclaim the goodness of the Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God. That we're going to exalt you, God. We're going to praise you, Father God. We're going to magnify your name on today, God. We make you large in this place, Jesus, for your name is great, and your name is greatly to be praised, God. You said that if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw men unto me, God. Lord, we need you to draw men to you on today, God. We need you to draw them in right now in the name of Jesus, God. Every stony heart, every wicked mind, God, every deceitful heart, God, begin to draw them into you, God. Every sinner, every family member that does not know you, God, bring them into your fold, God. Bring them into the knowledge of 
knowing you as their personal Lord and Savior, God. Change their hearts today, God. Change their minds on today, Father, God. As we ask you right now in the name of Jesus, God, deliver like never before, God. For we need your anointing, God, to destroy yokes and remove burdens in our lives on today, God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your power today, God. Now, Holy Spirit, God, we break the yoke of the coronavirus, God. We come up against this sickness, this illness on today, God. It shall not have any place, God, in the lives of your people, God, that we decree and declare, God, that we are becoming immune to this virus, God. It will not infiltrate our bloodstream, God. It will not hinder our breathing. It will not hinder our nasal passages, God. It will not hinder our lungs on today, God. But, Lord, I decree and declare that by your stripes we are healed today, Father, God. Any person, God, that's impacted now, God, that's dealing with any symptoms, God, I command the power of healing to touch their body, God. Go into St. Joseph Hospital, God. Go into, God, those particular silver calls on today, God. Go into Cook County Hospital, God. Go into Little Company of Mary, Christ Hospital, God. Go into Edwards Hospital in Downers Road, Bolingbrook on today, God. Romeoville, God. Go into the city of Chicago, God. Downstate Illinois, God. Go into every city across this state, God. Across this district of country, God. And heal and deliver, God. And break the yoke of this bondage of this virus. Break the fear attached to it, God. Break every symptom, God. That Lord, you're well able to heal. You're well able to deliver. Heal on today, God. We need you, Jesus. We need your power, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I dare you to make some noise for Jesus. Right in your home. Let the enemy know that healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Joy is mine. Peace is mine. It belongs to me. I'm taking it all back. I'm taking it all back. It belongs to me. Give me my joy. Give me my peace. Oh, we come to bless the name of Jesus today. As the sound comes, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost.
Walk in it, walk in it, walk in it. 
instructions that the Holy Spirit will give you. God said begin to yield and begin to surrender and submit. Yield, surrender, and submit. Because God is going to begin to give you new dreams. Sunday is the last Sunday that we're sowing toward our Christmas giveaway. 
So please sow toward that tithe and offering in our Christmas giveaway, which will be happening on next Saturday. Amen. spots available for volunteering. I think when I checked last night, if you still would like to volunteer, there's still some slots open for you to volunteer on next Saturday to go into Walmart and to bless a family with a $100 gift card. Amen. And the Holy Spirit leads. If you don't have any of those technological ways to give, you can put your seed in the mail. Amen. 2423 Greenwood Avenue, Joni at Illinois, 60435. You can mail your seed. We will appreciate every seed, every time, every gift that's been sold. Those of y'all who are in the building, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence will get you an envelope. this morning. Awesome anointing falling into place in your home. I know you felt the presence of God. Those of you all in the building have your seat ready. You can go to the rear to sow. those that, that did not have it to give on today, that you will bless them on next time, God. I thank you that we are debt-free people, God, that we are a people of prosperity, and that, God, overflow is our portion, and wealth is our portion, God, and we just release blessings in our lives over our finances, God, and that you will continue to, Lord, to use them, use those gifts that were sown today for the building and for the work of the ministry on today, for the real glory and for the work of the kingdom, and we thank you and we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, uh, real quick, we get a couple of announcements out the way. Uh, 
like I said, I believe it may be six spots left. That was last night when I checked for volunteers uh, for our Christmas giveaway at Walmart. Um, the window closes on the 15th. I believe that is Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we'll have assignments out as far as what teams will be. And I need those to be able to pick up their particular gift card. Whoever's responsible for on that team that can get down here on uh, maybe, uh, I guess, Friday evening. I guess we'll have it where you can pick up your card so you can have it. And you guys work out the time that you need to go on Saturday. Uh, anytime throughout the day on Saturday, whatever your team can work out to be able to go. Uh, schedule that time, you can work it out. So I believe each team will probably have to do two if we get all 20 volunteers. If not, some people may have three to give out. But what you do is you be led of the Holy Spirit. You're looking for a family or somebody that you think that God is leading you to. Um, they may have some toys in their basket. You know, hey, it's Christmas season and got some kids and things of that nature. Even if they don't, just be led of the Holy Spirit. Um, we, we've been doing our outreach as far as Christmas giveaway like this for since we started it. But I like people to know and understand that um, you don't have to be homeless and broken, disgusted to have a need. You know, there are people that work every day, people that go to work and, 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 and they have needs and they have children and they have families that they have to tend to. And sometimes everything don't add up. And I'm telling you, an assistance and a help that will come unexpectedly will definitely be appreciated and will be a blessing. There are middle class people that need assistance, that need help, that, that go through. So we just encourage and we thank God for people that have a heart to give, that have sown into the Christmas giveaway. We'll be able to, to do it and bless 20 families uh, during this Christmas season. So we appreciate everybody that's given uh, throughout the course of these weeks and making this particular last outreach of 2020 possible. Amen. So we appreciate everybody in their giving. Um, this Thursday uh, is Bible study. Um, as you all know, uh, Monday is Marriage Tips Monday. Tuesday is a men's prayer call. Uh, Wednesday is our word and prayer at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. It has been absolutely amazing. Um, don't be sitting back and thinking your turn is not going to come because it's going to go throughout the year of 2021. So it's going to be a whole other schedule that's going to come out. And um, intercessors will be getting their turn. So it's going to be a whole other schedule to come out. The top will remain the same. We're going to recycle it and have more people come to participate and give a word and prayer. Uh, on 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. So I appreciate everybody who has already gone forth and uh, being um, responsible for taking care of their part and doing it on Wednesday. It's been a blessing. So I appreciate you all. We want to we stay connected. That's our goal. We want to stay connected to the people um, in this hour and in this time because it, it can be strenuous on a lot of people. Um, a lot of people smile through the pain. and You never know what they're dealing with. And a phone call, uh, a prayer, uh, you know, a word, can take them and encourage them to the next level. So I appreciate everybody, even in our contact ministry, those who have been contacting your people. I pray that that's been going smooth and well. Um, and we just we just touching and touching and agreeing with one another that all is going to be well. And we're going to continue to stay connected. And in 2021, I'm praying we God open up the doors and we can be in here full full steam ahead. Amen. And just have some full church. It would have been amazing for everybody to experience what we're experiencing here in the building today. Because I'm telling you, the fire of God and the power of God was in the place. And I know you felt it at home, but I give God the glory for that. Listen, I'm not going to be before you long. Let's go to Luke chapter 7. I'm in the NIV version. We're in part two of God help me. God help me. I need your help. Listen, I need God to hear me when I cry out unto him. I need him to know that no matter how 
how much it looks like it's okay when I add, open up my mouth and say, God, help me. I need you to hear me and I need you to respond. I need you to come to my aid and assistance. And so this particular series is just to encourage us, uh, to remind us that God desires and he wants to help us in our various situations. Whatever thing you're faced with, we want to be able to go to God and ask God for help. Do not be ashamed to ask God. Don't be in a position, in a place, in a mindset to think that God's not able to handle your situation. Uh, he's too busy. It's too hard. There is nothing too hard for God. And God never sleeps nor slumbers. So he, he, he's, he's never too busy to come to see about his children. And so um, throughout this particular series, and we're just going to be hitting some areas of really talking about Jesus and seeing him uh, work miracles and seeing him. Uh, in the power of, of his anointing. And we're going to see how people are being impacted when they ask God for help. Uh, it's important that we begin to humble ourselves to the position to know that, God, I can't do this on my own. I can't work this in my own strength. That, God, I need you. And, and that's just a place of surrender. That's just a place of uh, surrendering that thing over to God and allowing God to come into my situation. I believe it's Jonathan McReynolds, and he shares in that song, God, come into my situation, come into my, uh, this particular, my life, and, yeah. and be able to work this thing out. I invite you in. We have to invite God into our situation. Don't be ashamed to invite him in. We're not, you, you can't be uh, uh, so in a position that I want it done my way that I don't allow God to come into, into my situation. Because God knows all things. He knows all things. So let's go to Luke chapter 7, starting at verse 1, a very familiar passage of scripture, but there are some things that I found out in studying a little bit deeper that's going to help us get some fresh revelation today. Is that all right? Amen. So Luke chapter 7, I'm an NIV version, starting at verse 1. It says, when Jesus had finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion servant whom, whom his master valued highly was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. Let's keep reading. Then we're going to break it down. We just, we just read these, these 10 verses. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself. For I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes. That one come and he comes. I say to my servant do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd, following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned, the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. Wow. Listen, let's 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 break this thing down. Let's talk about it. Let's bring this thing to make it relevant for us when we ask God for help and we call on his name to ask him to help us. Here we have the story of the centurion soldier. Yeah. Um, this particular man uh, is in position of authority. Mm -hmm. um, it's been said previous 
to understanding that he was possibly uh, would be over of about 100 men, but in actuality it was only 80 men that a centurion was responsible to have authority over under his particular leadership. Centurions were in position um, of authority and they were paid by the Roman uh, uh, officials as military men, as army men, so to speak. Uh, and they had uh, power and authority to do things in that particular region under the Roman authority. And so in this particular time, Rome had begun to come in and begin to conquer and begin to take over Jewish territory. And this is why we see uh, the Jews begin to act on the centurion's behalf. And so here it is, this centurion has developed a relationship with some of the Jews in spite of it being uncommon, in spite of it being in a position being acceptable, because yes. as a centurion, he's known as a Gentile. But because he has developed relationship because in his assignment was to keep peace amongst the Jews because some of the Jews who were called zealots, they were the ones who were trying to take back authority and to now overtake the Romans who had come in and overtaken territory that belonged to them previously. So the centurion was in a mindset, he's in a position, he's in a place where he's trying to keep peace. And so because he's developed a relationship with, with these particular, some of the Pharisees and some of the elders of the day, those who would want to keep the peace, they worked out some, tip, some, some particular uh, bargaining exchange. Come on. And so the centurion had relationship with Matthew, the tax collector, and so it was not particular uh, a good fit or a good particular. Uh, way to see the centurion with the tax collectors but they would begin to collect taxes not only were they responsible they received the salary but they would have other means of income so they became wealthy and so this centurion had money he became wealthy because he would begin to do things and he would begin to get into a position to be able to gain wealth and to be able to build relationship with the Jews, those who wanted to keep the peace. So when he, what, what they did, how he bargained with the Jews and these elders who came at his defense and came to his aid, he said, if you can help keep the zealots calm down and keep them in order, I'm going to help you keep the peace and help you keep your customs and keep you in position to worship God in a foreign place. Oh, Jesus. So now the centurion is in a vulnerable state because one of his servants, and I know a lot of the translations uses the word slave, but you have to understand the context of the time frame. When you look at your other versions, it's going to say slave. Now, we cannot denote or deny the fact that slavery is a part of not only this Western culture, but the world at large. And so slave was a terminology and slave was people who were enslaved, who were responsible as having a master, someone to rule over them. And they were to be uh, in position to work for them for whatever period of time that had been established between the slave and the master. So this is why in the Greek they call some of them Greeks and Greeks meant slave. And so now you got to understand that this centurion has a slave that's working for him, but he values him, and he's he's a value to him of such, and he's and he's concerned about his particular servant when he becomes ill. Yeah. Now he's in a position; he has authority, he has finance, he has power, he has status, but he can't help his servant get healed. Come on. Oh my God. So 
we can be in a position to have everything in place, your master's degree, your PhD, your nine to five. You can have the White House with the picket fence. You can have the cat and the dog, and you can have the nice savings and your 401k. But as soon as something comes that I don't have control over, something I don't have an answer to, who do I call on? Who do I seek after? Who do I begin to turn to? My mama can't do it. My daddy can't do it. The people around me can't do it. But the compartment in Capernaum, Jesus had entered into town. Now let me help you. The reason why the centurion knew, because he was posted at the gates of the city. Because this is his responsibility to protect and watch and guard. So he heard that Jesus had come. I told you last week, sometimes you got to get in position to know where Jesus is at. And you got to get into a place to know where Jesus is moving at. Because just I told you, just because the doors of the church are open, every church Jesus ain't moving in. No help in here. Oh my God. I'm preaching way better than you shopping today. So, in, in, in verse 2, there's a centurion servant whom his master valued highly was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some of the elders of the Jews to him. Now, I, I told you, they, they had, he had a relationship with some of these Jews. So, they would be, he heard about what Jesus had been doing. Yes. He heard about those things because now, notice we talked in Bible study, in Capernaum, he went back and he began to heal the man who had been in a position uh, of, of being lame. And he had, he had been sick, he had been blind, he turned the water to wine. He had done these various things in Capernaum. So, there was, there was notoriety that had been going out yes. about Jesus in Capernaum. Yes. So, he went to the Jews, he said, asking, he said, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, I love this, they pleaded honestly with him. Now, the centurion could not go and on his own because he didn't want to now hinder his relationship and his particular position of power with the Roman authority by going to Jesus seeking help. Because a Roman soldier cannot be seen seeking help from someone who they're supposed to be keeping in bondage. Oh my God. But God will begin to change the hearts of people and the very one that you thought would be your enemy will be the one that will be the one to come to need your help or for you to help them. So you got to be in a position to treat everybody right and to begin to be kind because you never know when that person you may need them or they may need you and you don't want them to turn their back on you. So the people of the elders of the Jews, they said, I'm going to talk to Jesus for you. When they got to him, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this. Now, these men had respected the centurion because they had done some things to their benefit. He said, this man deserves to have you do this because why? He loves our nation. Uh oh tell me somebody that don't look like me, somebody that may not have the same religious background, somebody that may not be in the same denomination, you mean to tell me that this person can love our nation? Y'all missing this. You mean to tell me that somebody that's from another descent, that's from another ethnicity, 
an ethnic group, another culture can love our nation? You mean to tell me that I can have relationship and fellowship with those particular Middle Eastern people that are on my route and they treat me with kindness and they come and feed me lunch and they tell me, you gotta have something. You gotta eat with me, brother. They call me brother because I'm not in a position. I may not be from their particular territory or their ethnic background, but because I built a relationship and I have a kind heart, they give me kindness back because I'm kind to them. You reap what you sow. So because he loves our nation Has built our synagogue So Jesus went with them So They're speaking on behalf of the centurion Without Jesus knowing him Jesus is going on their word My God Can you go to God On the behalf of somebody else And God trust your relationship with them That you know that they're worthy For Jesus to come into their presence because you know you run into people who ain't living a nipple worth of nothing, who ain't got no life, and they call you up and they say, can you pray for me? Can you intercede for me? I need God's assistance. I'm going through some stuff. And so they trust the God in you, and they trust that you're going to go to God, and God's going to hear your prayer on their behalf. I need some people that are not just going to intercede for themselves, but going to intercede for somebody else. Oh, listen, listen, listen. God help me. God help me. God help me. Come on, put it in your comments. God help me. God help me. So, Jesus went on their word. On their word, he went. So now look what happens when he goes. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. Now notice this. I told you that he did not want to see, he did not want to have a Jewish person come into this Gentile house and to begin to cause some disruption with his particular relationship with his Roman authority and those who are around him. So this is why he said, listen, I got to think about this thing. I can't have Jesus come to my house because that's going to begin to disrupt my particular status and, and people are going to look at me crazy and they're going to be trying to figure out why is this Jew in this Gentile's house? So he said, listen, if Jesus is who he says he is, personal experience but I don't know what else I need to do because I don't know what's going to help my servant because I need him he's valuable to me so I'm willing to go to the God of the Jews because I saw how God's been working in their life I saw how God's been manifesting miracles in their life I saw how God changed your life can anybody identify with you to see that your life has changed and you're just walking around with a big bible on your back that you got from the funeral home to identify that you are savior of Christ or do you have Christ living on the inside of your heart that when somebody cuss you out you don't have to cuss them back when somebody loud you you gotta loud them back you gotta begin to get to a place where God is living on the inside of you and you have a transformed life you got a transformed mindset that I begin to pray for my enemies and pray for those that despitefully use me are you changed oh my god so I love Jesus They said, Lord, don't trouble yourself. I do not deserve to have you come to my roof, under my roof. Verse 7. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. Come on. Notice this centurion's humility. Yeah. He got authority, y'all. He has power. Yeah. But he recognizes that Jesus' authority and power is greater than he is. 
because he's operating in a natural playing field and Jesus is on a spiritual level. And so he recognizes his authority in the earth realm. He said, for I myself and a man, am a man under authority. Let me, I'm, I skipped the part. I want you to miss it. He said, but say the word and my servant will be healed. Now I want you to hear this too. The centurion sent his servants to talk on his behalf. Just as he sent the elders of the Jews to speak on his behalf, he got his servants who Jesus don't know. And he comes and tells Jesus that his servants came and said, look, you ain't got to come into my roof. You ain't got to come to my house. I just, I just need you to send the word. I need somebody to have that kind of faith to just send the word. You gotta stop waiting on somebody to come lay hands on you. You gotta stop waiting for Bishop T.D. Jackson to come on and preach you in a circle. You gotta stop waiting for Prevalent Dr. Timmy to prosperity is the key. You gotta begin to get into the word for yourself and begin to now God send the word to me. Send the word to my children. Send the word to my husband. Send the word to my wife. Then you gotta trust in the power of the word of God that it can be made manifest and make miracles happen in your life. Why? Because it came from the mouth of God. So he says in verse 8, For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. He explains his authority to Jesus because he recognizes Jesus' authority in the earth. He recognizes his power. Because he sees these people following him. He sees people moving and operating and doing what he tells them to do. So now in verse 9, we already close this thing out. I told you we're going to be before you long. We're going to be done with everything by number 35. I got 15 minutes. We're going to hit it and go. Look at verse 9. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. Now, he's not talking to the centurion. He's talking to his servants. But his servants are relaying the message of the centurion's heart. And Jesus said, I have, I'm in amazement at this centurion. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, now this is key. He has to turn to the crowd and let them know that I have not seen such great faith like this, not even in Israel. You've been walking with me. You've been all around me. You've seen my hand move and miracle signs and wonders. And some of you all still don't believe in me. Some of you all still don't know the power I possess. Some of you all still don't trust the words that come out of my mouth. And I've been preaching to you for 11 years. And if I ain't prophesying a card, you don't believe me when I tell you to live holy. Oh, I ain't going to get no help in this sanctified Baptist Pentecostal. Oh, Lutheran Church of the Church of God in Christ and holiness. Listen, the same word that told you to buy a house and buy a car is the same word that told you to live right and get holy. That's what the word of the Lord says. It has to come and bring forth and challenge you and get you in a position to receive the blessings of God and get you in a position to live a life that is pleasing unto him. So I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who have been sent returned to the house and did what? Found the servant well. Why? Because Jesus has sent the word. I need you to understand that when you have somebody on your own behalf to go in and talk to 
Jesus and ask God, God, help my brother, help my sister. They may not be in a position to get the help, but you know they're struggling. Pray for your sister that's in need. Pray for your brother that's in need. Pray for your brother that's struggling. Don't be in a position to always talk about, I told you so. I knew that was going to happen. No, change your attitude. Begin to pray them out of that mess. Yeah, you made some bad choices and decisions in your life too. And God spared you and brought you out of it. So you got to be willing to go in on your brother's behalf. God, help my brother get out of that thing. Help my sister get free and delivered. And God began to send the word and he healed his servant. I want you to understand if you get the boldness to trust God and to believe him and take him at his word and ask God, God help me. Even if you don't fit the description of being in the same fold as me. Because faith has no respect to person. God said his faith, he said, I have not seen such great faith in Israel. It was his faith that Jesus responded to to heal his servant. Now I love this because the man who was sick wasn't even in a position to get and ask God for help himself. This is why it's so important that you understand relationship. And because the centurion had built a relationship with the Jewish elders and the people that they were confident of, he said, look, he done put his money in our nation. And see, you gotta realize and understand where your money goes, that's where your treasury is. And so if you put some investment in me, put some money in me, that means that you care about me, you're concerned about me. This is why I can't understand. Oh, I'm gonna get some help, I know it's Christmas time. Don't you be a husband and a wife and you can't spend no money on your spouse and you're spending money on everything else and everybody else. You gotta begin to sow into your spouse. That's for the husband and for the wife. I need something for Christmas too, baby. Oh, I'm gonna help you here. I'm just trying to help you. I'm 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 trying to help you get free. I'm trying to help you get free. Come on, open up your purse. Open up your purse. Open up your purse. <laughs> I got two witnesses in the back. Deacon Jerry and Pastor Glenn. I give God the glory. My God from Zion. Ah, as long as it's a gift, you brought it out your purse. You brought it out your purse. Amen. But I give God the glory. I thank God. That was just a side but It was just something you know, just to encourage you on your way but I give God the glory listen that's all I got for today I'm excited I'm telling you I'm on 10 because I had prayer this morning the Holy Spirit just talking to me and telling me some stuff and man I said God you good to me and I give him the glory and I thank God for his presence I can go into that basement and talk to God while I'm speaking Chinese tongue German tongue y'all you see y'all you know, I was boy I said God give me revelation knowledge because I need him. And that's what God will begin to do. He's opened up the hearts of men. He's opened up the hearts of men. God said, if you would just open up your heart, I'm telling you, he, he, open up your heart. Remove those blockages. Remove those, those walls you got up. And trust God. Trust God like the centurion. Put it in God's hand. <laughs> Put it in God's hand. And watch God do it. Amen? Come on, we're going to get prepared. Those of you all who are at home, let's get our communion ready. Get your bread, get your juice. Take a picture of it and put it on Facebook if you're at home and you're taking communion. Post it, tag New Covenant. This is our second Sunday. We're doing communion.
God is good. Amen. I pray that the word blessed you this morning. Encouraged you. God help me. Help God. Help me in my madness. Bring me out of this dilemma. Those of you all at home, it's communion Sunday. Get your juice, your bread, or your crackers. I love God because this pandemic has, that's what the other thing the Holy Spirit told me to tell you guys. Oh, I'm God. God is so good. He'll bring it back to your remembrance. But the Holy Spirit said that this pandemic has not only exposed so many negative or bad things, but God said it has exposed the good things. Now, sometimes we've been focusing on so much of the negative things that we've missed out on the good things. That there are still people that have compassion. There are still people that have a heart of love. There are still people that are willing to give and, and willing to uh, go an extra mile and, and help you out and do different things. So it's not only exposed some of those negative things, but it's exposed the kindness of people's hearts. That we can put out a call to the ministry that somebody was in distress and somebody needed some assistance and you all were able to raise $820 in eight hours just to, to be a blessing to somebody. I'm telling you, that's the favor and the grace of God. And that's the power of God. Those are the things that we have to expose. This is why we have to show those good things that happen. Because everybody's talking about the evil and the destruction and the madness and, and everything that is evil. But there are good things that are being exposed. People are helping each other, supporting each other. Somebody may have paid somebody else's rent. Somebody may have paid somebody's light bill in this season. Somebody may have assisted in their car note. Somebody may have helped somebody get some groceries. You may have went and checked on somebody. Deacon Jerry went and checked on Brother Donald Stevenson a few weeks ago. He said he was on my heart. He said, man, I'm going to get over here and I want to see you. That's what the heart of God will do. That's what ministry is. <laughs> and God will help build us up and encourage us. So let's, if you got your communion ready, I'm just saying all this way, get the communion ready at home and get everything prepared. So we can be ready. I'm not going to read the scripture today. Listen. The Bible says that as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we do show forth the Lord's death until he come. He said as often as you eat this bread, you do show forth the Lord's death. It doesn't have to be at a certain time, a certain day, but as often as you eat and drink, you do this in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So today, this is a remembrance, a reminder that God has given his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. That Jesus was put upon the cross, crucified. He died on the cross, gave up the ghost, was buried, and he rose on the third day. So we thank God that we have salvation through the shedding of blood. So if you have the bread in your hand or your cracker, this
this is a representation of the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May we all eat together. This is the blood. This juice represents the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I love that they begin to spill over because when they begin to pierce his sides and that, that, that water and that blood begin to gush out. But this blood is a representation of the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed on Calvary for the remission of sins. That all that are willing to accept him can have eternal life. All you have to do is accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. And as you have done that, those of y'all who participate in this communion, this blood is a representation of his blood, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May we all drink together. And we give God the glory. We give him the praise. Heavenly Father, we thank God for everything our eyes have seen, our ears have heard. Give us traveling mercy as we leave this place. Bless our homes. Bless our families. Keep us connected. Keep us close to one another. And God, as we dismiss and leave this place, I release blessings upon our life throughout the course of this week. Unexpected income, overflow, jobs, promotions, increase is our portion for this week. And God, we thank you. We praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. God bless you all. Have a great week. We love you. Amen and amen. Those of y'all in the